Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hey, 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 welcome to today's episode of your ultimate life. Today's episode 744. And the title of episode today is Forgive Yourself. Uh, the last episode I did was Believe in Yourself, 743. And I talked about all the different ways to believe in yourself, why it's important to believe in yourself, what it means to believe in yourself, and a whole bunch of related things. Um, today, I, I want to to dive into forgiving forgiveness and one of the reasons that we don't believe in ourselves this is a big one and i i titled it forgive yourself for growth because uh, the energy that happens when we don't forgive others or ourselves is a really debt a really heavy baggage. There's a picture I want you to think about. I don't know if you remember the movie Ghostbusters. I think it was in the 80s, so a million years ago, or two million, depending on when you were born. But anyway, a while ago, one of the scenes in there was uh, otherworldly stuff, and there was a lot of uh, green slime, ectoplasm, I think they called it. But anyway, and one of the pictures was something that looked like the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Now, and the ectoplasm was the sticky green goo that was from otherworldly organisms, and it was left when, left around when either ghosts or ghost apparitions appeared or disappeared, or when they zapped them with their guns. They had big backpacks with ray guns to get rid of the ghosts. And in one scene late in the movie, it, toward the climax, uh, of the battle in New York, I think it was, or I think it was New York anyway, there was a ghost entity that was the size of, or the shape of this, it uh, looked like a combination between the Michelin tire, uh, white, you know, person, sort of person that had tires for a body, and so it was a great big puffy thing, and stay puffed marshmallows, white and fluffy, but huge, and it was walking down the street, and you know, bumping into buildings and sort of lumbering along and crashing into things and knocking them over. And the the visual was one of real clumsy, uh, slow-moving, kind of like that, right? And no surprise, that was the, you know, that was what it was. And here's why I'm bringing that up. When you or I carry a lot of baggage from the past, we move through life like that gigantic, stay-puffed uh, marshmallow guy. Clumsy, slow, awkward, not nimble, anything but agile and nimble. You know, just kind of like that huge thing, like we can't really get anything done. And that 
is sad because if you're carrying a ton of baggage, your ability to create your ultimate life is going to be limited. Remember, this the whole purpose of this podcast, and we're going to get to a thousand episodes here in a while. Not not right away. I realized at two a week it'll be, you know, we're at 250 more, 120 weeks, a couple of years before we get to a thousand, but we're going to get there because we've been going for three years and I have no intention of stopping. And here's the reason. This is the mission that I'm on. The mission that I'm on for the rest of my life is a mission of choice. It's a mission I love because I love you, whoever you are, and because I believe in you. I believe in your ability to create a life, your own life, where every day is full of purpose, prosperity, and joy. And if you're not experiencing that right now, it is a, it's a sad thing because it doesn't need to stay that way. And this is about helping you achieve purpose, prosperity, and joy. Okay? All right. So w- one way to get that is to forgive yourself, to, to understand what it means to not forgive yourself, why we don't, and then to forgive yourself. And there's all kinds of things we can carry baggage for, like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man or the green slime from Ghostbusters and sticky, gooey, you know, dragging us down and slowing everything down. Let's, so let's talk about where those things come from. One thing that was really hard for me about forgiving myself was for all the mistakes that I'd made. And I've made a million. Maybe I've made more than anyone else that ever lived. I don't know. But I've made a lot. And because I made a lot, I felt uh, responsible, ashamed, guilt, and it was overwhelming. And here are the forms that that took. I was afraid people would know something about me because I had stuff I was unhappy about, sad, ashamed, felt guilty about mistakes I'd made, unkind things I'd done. So I had 10 kids and, you know, I didn't want my kids to know I was a drug addict and that I had been not a good dad or that I hadn't been a good partner to their mother and all those kinds of things. It was just horrifying things that in my own brokenness, I repeated over and over again as habits and patterns. And at the time, I didn't know how not to repeat those patterns uh, because I didn't go get any help. And so it was just a cyclical pattern for me. I would want to do, be a better person. I would promise myself I was going to be a better person. I didn't address the root causes of problems, and so I would repeat the same patterns. And I don't know if you have any of that kind of stuff going on in your life where you do the same thing over and over again and you want a different result, but it never happens. There's that joke about it being insanity, and of course it is. So we have to do something different. And let's talk about what those things are that we can do different. So for me, I had to get some help. I had to go talk to some people. In some cases, it was professionals, counselors, to talk about what had happened earlier in my life, to understand why I believed what I believed and why I viewed things the way I viewed them. You know, as you know from history, and if you haven't read the story, it might serve you. It might help you to know where I've come from. It might resonate with you. So there's a book that I wrote called Tightrope of Depression 
my journey from darkness, despair, and death to light, love, and life. And it talks about my upbringing and the brutality and cruelty of an abusive upbringing and the depression that resulted from it and my belief that I was not good enough and my cyclical life of self-sabotage where I would create success and then trash it and create success and trash it. And at the same time, I would believe everything is my fault and if I could just suck it up, you know, the typical kinds of things that you that you're taught and that you believe about yourself, especially when mental illness, depression, bipolar, anxiety, all those kinds of things were thought to be just, well, you just suck in your head. If you just get it together, you'd be okay. And there was no understanding that that was not a, a place of choice. You know, it was not a choice to live in those places. So I believed all that and lived that sort of cycle of self-sabotage and repeated behavior habits that I didn't know how to fix until I had the courage to go get some help. So I used the picture that I've got here. I'm going to move out of the way so you can see this picture. And I'm hoping you're watching the video. That's an angel. And I, I, what I did is I went and looked for an angel of sadness, mourning. I think I put mourning death, but mourning sadness. So that's a, a rendition, some artist rendition of an angel you know, having sadness. And I use that for this background because that's how we often live our lives, mourning what has gone before and never getting past those things because the truth is we cannot change the past. And because we can't change the past, we often live stuck in it. Now, so there's a, there's a, thing that feels contradictory. Well, if I can't change the past, how can I not be stuck in it? Well, we can't change the past, but we can choose how we allow the past to affect the present. I saw a post on Facebook the other day by a friend of mine who talked about the relationships he had lost because of his own behaviors and everything else. And everything in this life, this trip through mortality is just designed to give us experience. It's only a micro fraction of our total existence. And nothing here is permanent unless we allow it to be permanent. So even though I made mistakes and this person was lamenting relationships they'd ruined and things that were past, it's all just for now. And so I always think of everything that's in a given situation right now, whether I like it or not, even if it's fabulous success, comma, for now. Fabulous pain, comma, for now. Somebody hates my guts, comma, for now. Somebody did this awful thing to me, comma, for now. So if you remember that, then that means, for now means there is a future. For now means uh, something different can happen in the future. And this is where forgiveness plays such a, a role. Because if I stay stuck or you stay stuck forever in the sadness of what was, then we're going to stay stuck in that sadness until we stop. So let's talk about how this happens. And there's two sides to the forgiveness coin, forgiving others and forgiving yourself. Forgiving others is uh, not the subject of today, but I'll briefly mention it because it's, I don't want to ignore it. Uh, and perhaps there's a, a, an episode I should do on that. But I wrote this book uh, that I, came out about six or eight months ago called Forgiveness, A Journey of Courage to a Place of Freedom and Power. And this is all we'll talk about in terms of forgiving others. 
you, like me, may have had people in your past who have treated you cruelly, physically abused you, sexually abused you, hurt you, uh, were unfaithful, unkind, ripped you off, all those kinds of things. Those people did whatever they did, and they will, maybe they got away with it completely, maybe no one ever brought them to task, maybe they never suffered any consequences. The truth is, it is not mine or yours to administer justice. That belongs either to the legal system, if the transgressions are in that realm, or it belongs to the spiritual realm, the creator, karma, God, those kinds of things. We don't have the ability or the wisdom, quite frankly. We don't have the ability or the wisdom to understand what justice is and how to do it. And you know that because when people get hurt, often they'll lash out and they'll say, whoever did that, they deserve to be drawn and quartered and tarred and feathered. And they'll list this long list of terrible punishments that should be wreaked on whoever did whatever they did. And that is a reflection of their own emotional pain. And that pain is real and so forth. But someone else will administer that justice. And whether it happens now or later isn't ours to control. But what he is, is as long as I carry that anger, resentment, negativity, then that past event still has power over me. That's where it's your choice to release it. And there's a process. Sometimes you need help. Sometimes you need counselors. But the main thing is in your heart making a choice to release it. Because if you say, I'll never be happy till that person gets punished and punished enough that I think they got what they deserved, you're never going to be happy. Because the truth is, it won't matter how much punishment they get, you're still never going to be happy. Because their punishment doesn't take away your pain. The only thing that takes away your pain is your choice. So this episode isn't about forgiving others. Although that deserves its own episode, maybe we'll do that. And I wrote part of that book, uh, Forgiveness, A Journey of Courage to a Place of Freedom and Power, is about that. And that might be useful if you're struggling with forgiving others. Today I want to talk more about forgiving yourself. That's for things that you did wrong. For me, this was huge because I feel like even though I had a lot of physical and even sexual abuse growing up and a lot of beatings that today would be felony child abuse and on and on, the result of that was I lived in isolation. I was I lied all the time and I behaved poorly in all the relationships I had, either as a partner, a husband, a father, a dad, all those kinds of things. I wasn't I wasn't good at it. I didn't learn how, and I lived in perpetual pain, making mistakes and feeling guilty and bad and awful and believing everything was my fault. So I let that accumulate and accumulate until it you know, led me to drugs and addictions and all kinds of terrible things. And of course, then that cycled back and made me even worse. And things just got in this downward spiral until at, you know, at some point I attempted suicide a couple of times. So and that's all in the book Tightrope, if you're interested in the details or if any of that resonates. But I didn't stay there, and this is the point of this podcast. If I'm going to move forward, I have to forgive myself. Now, when you've made mistakes, there's always this thing of, well, I can't fix what I did wrong. And you know what? The truth is, for most things, especially that kind of stuff, you can't. There is no amount of restitution or fixing that you can do to take away or completely get rid of pain that you inflicted on others. Pain isn't equal to money. Pain isn't equal even to groveling and apologizing, okay? If you, like me, did things that hurt others, there are two things we can do. Number one, 
we uh, we own, we take responsibility. I did that thing. It was wrong. I'm sorry. And we do what is possible to fix it. But many of those things, in fact, I would venture to say nearly all are intangible and they can't be fixed by something I do. Whether someone else accepts the apology or allows themselves to be feel better because you or I apologize or try our best to fix something, that's up to them, not us. And the number of apologies you issue or I issue to someone doesn't make them want to take the apology or make get better. Some people live with the idea that as long as they have someone to blame, they're comfortable in that place. And that is something you and I don't control. And so as long as we don't as long as we remain beating ourselves up for things that we no longer are doing, but that are done in the past. Now, this assumes whatever you're, you did that you feel bad about, you're, you're not doing anymore. You've changed. It's ended. It's like Shakespeare. Twas I, tis not I. So you've changed. You, you're doing something completely different. You learned, and it's over. As long as that's true, then the best that we can do is apologize and do what we can to fix it. That is a given. So I'm not ever pretending anything away. After you do that, the only thing that's left is to forgive yourself. That doesn't mean pretend what you did didn't happen, but it does mean forgive yourself. Allow yourself to have changed. Allow who you have become to be the only active force in your life. Because as long as I carry baggage, or you do, you can't shine your light brightly. Now, we're about, this whole podcast is about, you know, discovering, developing, and serving with your divine gifts. As long as you're carrying a ton of baggage around, you can't do that. Or you can't do it very well. So, I don't care what your failures were. Maybe you've done jail time for things that you did that were wrong. You know, maybe, you, maybe some people you hurt are carrying scars that will last forever. I tell the story about the dog that we had that carried a limp for the rest of his life because of an accident that I blame myself for. I, those things may be true, but forgiveness is still a critical issue because until you forgive yourself, you're going to be carrying that baggage around forever. And the only thing you're doing, you're not fixing the problem. You're simply robbing yourself and others you could serve and love today of your light. That is not what the Creator intended. We make mistakes. Sometimes we do things that are wrong on purpose. We're cruel or unkind. And then we recognize it and we change. Part of that change is to forgive yourself. Let it go. Let the lesson shape you into a more compassionate, kind person so that you never repeat those things or in any form, but also let it go. Because otherwise, you stay stuck in that self-loathing, self-recrimination, self-blame and negativity, and you are forever like this angel behind me in mourning. And in mourning, you're not able to carry your light, to shine brightly, to be positive and loving. Now, my own self, I lived that way. I hated myself so badly for all the mistakes that I'd made. I was continually trying to numb the pain, drinking and doing all kinds of things that were not helping. And even when I was sober, I was, you know, walking on eggshells, trying to make people happy and 
every and none of that fixed anything and it certainly didn't allow me to bless the lives of others even though i was trying to be different so it is in the act of forgiving yourself that you you make a firm choice to eliminate the power in the present of past events that's what forgiveness is it is a choice to eliminate the ongoing power of the past in your present and future life okay it means if you don't forgive yourself it means i can never i can never see the best of you because everything i see is clouded and overshadowed by the remorse and guilt and shame you're still carrying so i challenge you right now to do two things and this is all about forgiving yourself because remember forgiving others that have hurt you is, it's very similar but it's a, l a little different <clears throat> and the language is different so if you have made mistakes on purpose or accidentally then take responsibility own them do what you can to fix them and then let them go forgive yourself and the reason is because i need to see your light those that you can love and serve need to see your light you have the opportunity and in my mind you and i we have the obligation we have the opportunity and maybe an obligation a, a real need to love and serve others and here is a, a key that a lot of people miss and that is when you make a choice to love serve lift bless do good add good to the world that is the best way that you or i can even begin to make up for mistakes we might have made think about it if i hurt someone and i apologize and do what i can to fix it if i live the rest of my life ashamed and fearful and hiding i am limiting the good that i can do in the world if on the other hand i do what i can to fix the mistake and then I change who I'm being, I'm, I become a being of light, I forgive myself, and I live encouraging others to do the same, and I serve others to the best of my ability with my newfound learning, my presence in the world matters a lot more than if I lived out my days in mourning, continual sadness and guilt of the shame that I carried for some past mistake or mistakes. And that is true no matter what they were. And you see this example all over the place. You see former addicts, former you know, convicts who then do their time, they do whatever it is, and they overcome their addictions, and they spend their effort and energy serving others, trying to lift and bless the lives of others to help them overcome these situations and problems. And they are the most powerful advocates because they've been in that place. And so allow, here's the, the sort of final thought, and that is this. Allow the mistakes you've made to refine your soul. Allow them to cause you to realize the suffering and then to do all you can to lift and bless and alleviate suffering. But do it with joy. Do it with gratitude for the opportunity. Do it with a growth and joyful mindset. Your ability to matter in the world is going to be way bigger that way. And so we talk here all the time about purpose, prosperity, and joy. 
Well, if you've made a lot of serious mistakes, uh, I did. My life is dedicated to helping people forgive themselves, love themselves, find their gifts, and serve with their gifts. Before I learned to forgive myself, my ability to do that was limited. Now that I forgive myself completely, and yes, I've done all I can to fix, but now that I forgive myself completely, my ability to lift and bless you and anyone else is a hundred times more effective. It's not a little bit more effective because I can talk truthfully about the mistakes. I'm hiding nothing. And I'm encouraging people to make amends, to forgive themselves, and then to add good to the world, informed and tempered by the learnings of that painful past. Your opportunities are endless. I don't care where you've been. I don't care the mistakes that you've made. I don't care the people that you've hurt. You can own it, make the amends that are possible. And like I said, many of those kinds of things, especially involving trust and promises, can't be fixed. You can only take responsibility and apologize. And then the next and most important step is forgive yourself, change your life, and add good to the world. Forgive yourself, change your life, and add good to the world. As a person who has been refined, tempered, blessed, you know, I say refined like in the furnace. Refined in the furnace and fires of your own mistakes. Be that tempered, bright, polished steel that adds good to the world just because you can. That's why forgiving yourself for growth is so important. Take the shackles off your ability to serve. Eliminate the stay puffed marshmallow baggage. Love yourself, forgive yourself, and add good to the world. That is a powerful way to create your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, Please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.